This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I never ever thought I would open a business for myself. And then I had a baby. Meet Patrice Mousseau, founder of Satya Organics, a skincare company created for people with skin issues. Powered by Shopify. When Esme was about eight months old, she developed eczema. The doctor's only option to me was steroid creams. I just started experimenting in my kitchen crock pot. I actually found something that cleared her eczema up in two days. After about a year or so of just selling it out of my kitchen window, I decided to make a business out of it. Shopify templates are fantastic and their customer service is absolutely stellar. You can buy Satya online, you can buy it in stores, you can buy it in our social channels, and that's all made possible by Shopify. When you're ready to share your business with the world, grow it on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform trusted by millions of businesses like Satya. Get a free 14-day trial at shopify.com slash free22 and start selling wherever your customers are with easy-to-use tools and friendly 24-7 support. Go to shopify.com slash free22, shopify.com slash free22. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me after a long time not being together, the three of us, I have Max Cohen in the Secret Square, and I have Yana Shanaeus. In this episode, we're going to focus on moving forward for Fulham. We, we could talk a little bit about Fulham's season last season, and we will talk about that, but we're going to look forward. And I want the guys and myself to make the argument how Fulham can stay in the Premier League. We get inundated with People telling us why they can't. So I want to make an argument why they can. So we're going to go through that. We're going to break down all the positions and give our reasons why we feel they can. So 
Let's not waste any more time. Guys, welcome to the show. First, Mr. Cohen, it's good to have you back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ross. You know, we're promoted. We've won the league. And now the, the fun bit starts. We're, we're, we're in the top division in the world. And we're going to talk about how we can stay there, which is an exciting prospect. Also a nerve-wracking one. But it is. to discuss it with you gentlemen. <laughs> yes, I, I look forward to it, Max. You know, uh, you and I met. And uh, let me just say, I, I got a chance to meet Max. It was wonderful to meet him in person. And uh, I want to give Max full credit because moving forward on Cottage Talk, we're now going to be doing three up and three down. That was Max Cohen's idea. So kudos to Max for bringing three up and three down to Cottage Talk. So I just want to mention that. Mr. Janaeus, how are you doing? I look forward to doing the show with you. It's been a long time, Giannis. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I mean, look, we're ninth in the Premier League right now. <laughs> we've, not, we've not played a game. We've not scored a goal. But we've not conceded. We've kept clean sheets. Um, I'm actually I'm excited because we've got the fixture list coming out. But um, yep, as, we you, you, as we talked about before the game, the um, the show, the transfer rumors. You know, we've been associated with everyone but Floyd Aite. Uh, <laughs> you know, there is not a show that Floyd's <laughs> name can't come up, Max, <laughs> or or come out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, we're, we're going in a lot of strange places there, Giannis. But you know what? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been a long time since the three of us yeah, have done right. a show. And yep. this should be a lot of fun. But I wanted to take a different spin on things because we hear all that's going on. And uh, I will mention this, guys, because I, again, when we talk about this upcoming season, I'm actually glad to be out of the championship because some of the stuff that we had to put up with as Fulham being the championship, I thought was a little different this year. There was a lot of criticism and I'm not going to miss some of, uh, let's just say, some of the championship podcasts. I do love Ben Bloom. This is not about Ben Bloom, but there's a certain podcast that has continually taken a lot of shots at Fulham. I think you guys know. I'm not going to name them by names. But, you know, it'll be good to get away from that and focus again on the Premier League. Before we uh, get going, guys, I also want to mention, please, everyone, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're now over 500 subscribers. I'd love to see that get to 1,000. Maybe even more than that, but we're now at 500. It's taken a long time just to get to 500. So please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, guys, I do have a couple of topics for us before we really get into talking about this. And Giannis, you already mentioned this, and I'm just going to just get into it right now as well, because listen, this is not a secret with anyone that follows me, and I've already had someone mention this to me, that... I'm not a big fan of transfer speculation. I'm not a big fan of it at all. I know a lot of people like it, but I'm going to give you my reasons why I hate it. And we've actually seen this. And my co-hosts, if they want to mention players' names, they are free to. We can talk about them. But in general, what drives me crazy is some of the stuff that we continually see. As Yana said, we are continually linked to everyone. It seems like everyone. And then you go through this roller coaster ride of someone saying he's coming to form, someone saying, no, he's not. And you don't know who to believe. And it continues on and on and on again. Now, I know many find it fun. Max, you might even find it fun. I'm to the point where it's annoying. It's beyond annoying. Because I think, in my opinion, one of the reasons why I hate it so much is that I feel that it really sets the supporters up against players, up against the club. 
when things don't happen. It really, you know, it, it, it can start this thing that the uh, fans can be upset at players. And like I said, especially against the club, if things don't go their way from the transfer speculation that they hear. And we have no idea how long these talks are going. We don't even know how in-depth the talks are with all this transfer speculation. And in my opinion, in many cases, I feel that the transfer speculation is a way for the agents to get better deals for their clients. And I understand that. But a lot of it just annoys me. And uh, so I just want to get that off my chest, Max. I want to get your thoughts on on why I hate the transfer speculation. You might not. This is just my thoughts on it. I mean, in many ways, it's it's grown into an industry in and of itself where it's sometimes it totally a bigger is. deal than, than winning a football match. I think we've seen that in the Premier League in the past decade that supporters might cheer a signing more than they'll actually follow the season itself. Right. Um, just demanding the signing, getting the signing, the fanfare around it. It's such a huge deal. I think you make some good points about why it's overblown. It's definitely the agents are pushing a lot of it. Um, but when it's your club, it's very exciting. I think the Fulham fan base as a whole, however – at least I hope it's, this is my experience. I learned my lesson after that summer of 2018. You guys all remember that summer. Yes, I do. It was a world cup summer. We'd just been promoted and we're back in the Premier league after five years out. And it was our summer of signings, hundred yeah. million pounds, every single signing with a cheeky little pun attached to it. All the hype, all the excitement. I mean, I remember myself with Sari. I thought we yeah. were signing the next Xavi. Yeah. We got caught up know? in it. And Gisa, I thought we were signing the next Javiera, yeah. you know, um, we could go on and on about all the signings and all the hype and the feeling that we were amassing a superb team. And that's really when the season peaked, in my opinion, was with those little puns. It went all downhill from there. And I think I learned my lesson, which is that you can unveil a player all you want. You can unveil a 25 million pound signing fee. You can have all the comparisons to great European players. You can have these little two minute YouTube compilations that show they're the best <laughs> player in the world. But really, when they come down to it, they might not be a good player. You just don't know anything about them. So right. I've done a that was like my naivety, I think, earlier as a supporter. But yeah, I, I just don't get carried away by these things as much because I've seen players who are hyped just turn out to be absolute nothing. That's uh, a good point. Cases. That's, um, a, that's a good so that, point. That's my philosophy. Curious to hear you guys' philosophy. No, that's, a, that's actually very interesting. And Giannis, I'm going to use a name of why I don't like transfer speculation. Do you remember the name Diego Roland? Do you remember all of that? Do you remember the yes, roller coaster ride we went through with him? So again, it never transpired. And do we hold the club responsible for that? Do we hold the player responsible for it? Again, it's not something that interests me. I would rather have the player in and then we could really evaluate. But Max brings up a good point. Along with the transfer speculation comes the hype. So we got a lot of hype on John Michael Sarri. Now, John Michael Sarri, I thought, played very well for Fulham last season. Andre Frank and Gisa, a lot of hype because of the price tag. Ross, excuse me. We didn't sign John Michael Seri to play a couple of nice passes in the championship. Okay, let's just put it out there. Okay. <laughs> For all the re- renaissances out among the fans. Yep. Yeah. He played all right. We didn't play 25 million pounds to, to have a luxury player who wouldn't play wouldn't play an away match in the championship. True. Which Marcus Silva essentially made it to saying, well, True. Not, this match isn't for Mika. You know, come on. Let's like, yeah, he did all right. True. I think he won the admiration of some fans for sticking around. Right. The fact of the matter is, no one wants to pay his wages because the guy can't cut it in a top European league. After he's done 25, he's the most, most expensive signing in our history. Yep. Now, listen, it's a good point, Max. And yes, <laughs> not a problem. Feel free to share your thoughts on, on what we're talking here, Giannis, because, again, uh, listen, I want to know what's going on with the club. The problem with all of this is that 
we don't know exactly how far along things are going. And we don't know when we're reading the speculation, if we're actually being used by it, meaning that our thoughts on it to try to force more money from the agent to the player, we, we don't know exactly what's going on. And that to me is the frustrating part on it. And that's why I'm just not a fan of it. I just want the player to come in. But Max brings up a good point. There's also this hype that goes along with these signings as well. And they don't normally, well, I shouldn't say normally. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't live up to the hype. I, I would like it, all these players to live up to the hype. But that's actually a good point from Max. Feel free to share your thoughts on all of this. Well, Max is right about Surrey. I mean, you look, you look back. I mean, for years we used to talk about the worst signing ever was Steve Marley. We'd spent all, 11 million on him, and now he looked like a complete bargain. At least he scored a few goals. The Surrey, um, the Surrey um, releasing was, I was not surprised at. I think it was the right move. So I think do we, I. I think we've got to learn a lesson. There's two lessons actually. Firstly, look what happened to the Kylian Mbappe situation with Real Madrid. And how that played out ridiculously in the media and PSG keeping him for exorbitant amount of money, firstly. Um, so that's the agents talking. And secondly, I think the transfer talk is a little bit like eating chocolate. You, um, you, buy, you have a hankering for a chocolate. The chocolate is like the transfer talk, gives you an instant buzz. But then yeah. half an hour later, it's, it's done. I mean, we're linked to anyone <laughs> and everyone. And, you, I, and I've got to mention a club that what I have to tell you worries me for next year and that's Aston Villa okay because they they've made a number of signings but they're looking now like an older squad and I'm hoping that that you know Tony Khan looks at you know I hate to say this what Brentford did looks at younger players that's actually a very good and listen no one wants to look at or give them credit but you know what Giannis and again we could talk about what players we want to come in for form we look at positions and I'm not a fan of Brentford, but I don't think it's a bad thing to look at how they've done things. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're a very good season. And I think um, Tony Khan's going to do this right. He's going to do it carefully. So there's a lot of the fans out there that are frustrated that it's two weeks and we haven't signed, you know, Mbappe, Messi, and Ronaldo <laughs> and Haaland. But, but you know what? I trust that they know what they're doing. And... Um, it's not about getting the players, it's about getting the right players. And there were exactly. really a number, number of signings. But right now, the Premier League is a, is just, oh, I don't know. I mean, just the chasm even between that and the championship. You could really see it now. Right. Um, so It's huge. It's yeah, huge. It's, yeah, it's huge. It, it really is. And that's why when we talk about this, because I really want to talk about how Fulham can stay in the Premier League, it is about how they manage their money and how – Tony builds his team and how they, they can compete against the other clubs. It's a different league. We have failed twice recent history. We don't want it to be a third. So we're going to give our suggestions of how they can do it. But before we do that, I do want to mention talking a little bit about Tony before we move on and talk about the season. I, I do want to bring up Fulham's third rail and that is talking about Tony because I'm on here the three of us have criticized him when Fulham were in the Premier League. I even said that Tony should move on and basically this is after last season and hand the rails over to someone else. And I think I was right to say that. My, I, that's how I felt. And I criticize him when it's duly noted. 
But guys, I have to give him credit when credit is due. And this is a tough thing because, again, I understand he's a polarizing figure. But I'm going to give him credit for last season, for building a team to get us back to the Premier League. It's not just him. It's the people underneath him. And that's what I think fans don't always understand, that they they just see him as, as the point person. But he has people working underneath him. And if he delegates correctly and listens to the right voices and makes the right decisions, it's not just about him. It's about a team. It's about, we've always talked about the both boxes tick system. That's a part of it. But they have a lot of factors that go in to who comes to Fulham. But I have to say they made a lot of right decisions. And I think it's fair to give Tony credit. Giannis, you've been a big critic. Hell, I've been a critic. And, and Max's as well. Should we give him credit for last season? If we're going to rip him for the season before, shouldn't we give him some credit here? Yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, he facilitated the move of uh, Parker. Uh, he brought in Harry Wilson. He got the Nico Williams deal through. Um, I think Tony and um, Marco in the same boat. They both have points to prove. I mean, for Marco, this will be his fourth time in the Premier League. Um, and he wanted to get back and show that uh, he was a much, much better manager. And he was a little bit defeated by circumstance right. when he was in the Premier League. Um, than he was painted as. And in terms of Tony Khan, he's obviously seen the criticism and he knows it's going to be a big season. And I know he's been a big cheerleader of the club and quite rightly so, but he's got a point to prove because, rightly or not, you know, like it or not, people are going to, you know, are looking at him now through, you know, beady eyes to see if he can pick up good players and that, that he doesn't sort of throw a dart at a dartboard and see what comes out of it. Right. Um, because the the owners, the family, the Khan family, lost a fair bit of money with the, you know, the Ceres, the Mossens, the the, the Angeses, not so much Congola. A, a lot of wasted of, money. Yes. A lot of wasted money. Yeah. And um, they've got a lot of money, but they are running a business and ultimately you want players who are going to be effective. And as Max said earlier, Seri wasn't good enough. Sarri wasn't good enough, and all these people come. Oh, he should be in the no bollocks. No, he's not good enough. He's not. Good I was enough. fine with the decision not to pick well, up Giannis. I'm, I'm sorry to interject, and we didn't really talk too much. And I should have had this as a topic for us. The players that were released. Listen, Mawson, thank you. Best of luck. But the real big one was Sarri, and I did not want them to bring back Sarri because I don't see him as a Premier League player starting and I just thought again it's about finding the right players to keep us in the Premier League long term I didn't see Jean-Michael Seri as part of that so I have mm. no issue with that use your money wisely cut your losses move on from them and I think that's what the club are doing Giannis yep that's it yep they're looking to bring in better players and uh um he was uh people talking about he was the biggest surprise to me it was the it was the easiest decision to make around it, it was time it was time, and uh, it's a sign that that uh, the Khans are looking for better players, and that was the first thing I felt right. They're not happy with Seri, therefore they've got to get better players, and uh, the expectation is they'll do it, but they'll do it early and they'll do it before the season, especially because you've got the truncated schedule of the World right. Cup and what have you. Okay, good stuff. Max, over to you. Feel free to share your thoughts on what Giannis and I have been talking about, because I think Giannis brings up a very good point as we talk about this. Ultimately... Tony, 
will be judged by what happens this upcoming season, okay? I think it's fair to give them credit for what has happened. But have they learned from their lessons? Was Jean-Michael Seri being released a good sign, meaning that maybe they have learned from their lessons and they're trying to use their money more wisely? I also like the fact that, and again, I know fans don't like us bringing up Brentford, but you got to give Brentford credit to how they're doing it. And Fulham need to spend their money wisely, but not only that, find the right players, not just spend it on big names, spend it wisely, Max. And I think that's going to be Tony's legacy for this season. He needs to find the right players. It doesn't have to be the right amount of money. I'm talking about a huge amount of money. It actually has to be at the right price, my friend. That fits what they want. And again, I don't like transfer speculation, but if I go on what I'm seeing, it seems like they're looking for players that fit a certain mode, a certain price tag, and that might not be such a bad thing of just spending money uh, frivolous, uh, frivolously. I know, again, spending $100 million, I'm not saying that, that they were intending to, but in the end, they did not spend it wisely. you got to learn from those mistakes. you got money to spend. Spend it wisely. But I want to give Tony credit here for last season. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think we have to give credit where it's due and is that we won the league and we were comfortable in winning that league. And it was due in part, I think the best decision was signing Harry Wilson in terms of that summer transfer window. Excellent. He was, I think, one of the best players in the championship. It got overshadowed because of Mitrovic's 43 goals, understandably. But Wilson had something like, what, 19 assists in the league? I mean, insane. Yep. Um, of course, we got the, the backup keeper who didn't quite turn out, but that's fine. You know, I don't think we spent a huge amount of money on, on Paolo. No. Nope. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's going to be judged in the Premier League. That's just the fact of the matter. That's, that's the brutal reality of football is that a team with a squad like us should have got promoted, and we did. The real question now is, can we stay in the Prem? And that's what this whole episode's about, so it makes sense. I still think some of the criticisms are still evident. As far as I know, he's, he hasn't ceased involvement with his other – endeavors nope as far as i can tell it might have even increased the level of involvement it seems like the wrestling company is doing really well it is which is good for them but not sure if that means it's good for fulham i guess we'll see i'm not going to come out here and criticize yet because you can't criticize before anything has happened the one thing fans want is signings and they want it early that's the one thing we can ask for is right let's get a lot of signings done so the players have time in preseason to acclimate and it's not we're not writing off the first three the first three four matches of the year you guys remember last season, it was Tosin, Reem, Adoy playing up until, you know, I know we started later, but uh, two seasons ago, up until, you know, October, you know, mid-October, a month into the season, essentially, right? We all remember that Villa at home match when it was 3-0, embarrassing, and we essentially had the championship defense playing. After all summer, fans are saying, we need a center half, we need a center half. Eventually, the deals got done, and they're very good deals, but we can't afford to waste points. We can't afford to throw points away in the early match of the season. Right. So that, that's the one thing I'm looking for, right? It's clear we're going to sign players. We probably need five to six. And I, I don't think we're in a situation when we won't sign that. I think the club knows that and the money's there to sign them. The real question for me, what I'll be watching is, are those signings in late August or early? I don't know when the transfer window ends this year, but, you know, August, or are they in July? And I think that really month can make a huge difference. We've gone out automatically. We've known we're going to be promoted essentially since February, March, realistically. The, the preparation should be going on now. Totally and agree. I'm not going to comment on speculation because the Manor Solomon thing showed that you can't count on it. We had him and now we don't have him. So what was true? 
clearly we don't know it was Joe. We'll see. I, I just think for me, as I said, the timing is everything. And if, if Tony can get that right, then I think we have a really good shot to stay in the Prem. But if we leave it late and we don't address the areas of need until, you know, it's too late, then I think we could see ourselves going down. And it could be due to the fact they didn't have time to acclimate in preseason. Okay. And that's a very interesting way to look at it. I'm going to share this from Colm. Just say, I just hope we get a few additions to the squad in the door by the first week of preseason. Colm's right. He's absolutely right. That goes to what you're saying there, Max, because they need to get their business done earlier than later because I think that's also been a problem. I don't mind them bringing in a player or two on deadline day, but the majority of their business should be done now. I mean, now. I'm talking about what I mean now. I mean, the next couple months before they get going, latest in July, they need these players for preseason. They absolutely do. And I'm just shared this from Wayne. We will be different team next season. We'll finish in the top. 10 in the Premier League, I'd like to see it next season. Mitro will score 12 goals in in the Premier League. Well, we'll see. I would like to see that. I think he's capable of doing that. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. All right, let's get into it. So let's go back to the beginning. I want to get both of your thoughts on it. I'll share mine too. So, Max, you've already got us going, so I'll go over to Giannis. Let's really just map out for you and then I'll I'll share mine and Max basically was talking about the transfer window getting business done early but I'm putting you in the shoes of the owner Shahid Khan okay not Tony what would be your plan how full can stay in the Premier League what would you be doing Giannis to ensure that this happens I think the focus has to be on the Back five, the back five. I think that's gonna. That's the last two relegations. We've had real problems uh, conceding goals. Um, so the back five, we have to take a deep dive and a critical eye of our goalkeeper and our back four. Um, we're gonna. I think this is something where the Khans are gonna have to um, maybe dispense with any sentimentality. I know that they've obviously extended uh, Timmy and uh, Naiskins. Right. But that doesn't mean they're going to get a lot of playing time. So I think they really need to look at that back five and see where on earth they can, where can they upgrade. And I think you could argue strongly that four of the five uh, needs, Tosin is maybe the only safe one. The, okay. the, the, the full backs, you've got to really take a look at and Tosin needs, desperately needs to send the back with experience and the goalkeeping to me, uh, Mark Rodak uh, is not good enough to be a, a goalkeeper in the Premier League. So I think we've got to upgrade. Okay. We've already missed a trick actually, because um, one keeper that we could have picked up was Fraser Forster, but he's gone, he's going to Tottenham as a backup, like a Bettinelli to Chelsea. And we, right. Forster had great experience, but there are keepers out there we could pick up. And I think we desperately need that. And no, not Tim Krul. Thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay. Very good. All right. Over to you, Max. Again, I'll, I'll share mine. You've already basically have opened up talking about your thoughts on the transfer window, but just overall, what would be your plan? I'm putting you in the shoes of, of the owner who then would be talking to his son and, and everyone with the board on building a plan to ensure Fulham stay in the Premier League because that's what we all want. And I think, you know, as Giannis said, I agree with Giannis's thoughts. I think it starts at the back. I totally agree with him on that as to really ensure us staying in the Premier League. That's where you begin. But what would you do? 
that's where you begin. I'm 100% in agreement with what Giannis said. Uh, keeper needs upgrading. Center half needs upgrading. And I think fullbacks do too. From what we're hearing, it looks like Nico Williams will come permanently. But, you know, we can't we can't count on that until it's done and dusted. But it looks like we will get that upgrade in the right back position. Which is odd, though, because we have Kenny Tetze. Clearly, Silva doesn't rate Tetze. We can get into that later. But that's an odd situation because of all the positions. We'll get it. Well, we, today, we definitely will, my friend. We definitely will. We're buying, we're buying a fullback, it looks like, for 15 million pounds. I mean, we all love Nico Williams, but that is a position which I think Tete yeah. could do a better job than Robinson and Reem than other Rodak yeah. than they could in terms of their position. So that's a bit interesting. Yep. Um, we can maybe investigate that later. What yep. I'm going to focus on, though, is the midfield. We've lost Carvalho. Sari's gone. Kearney's going to be, you know, 30s, and we, we can't count on him. We cannot. We have to get our demise of Tom Kearney. We love him. We cannot count on him in the Premier League. Anima, likewise. Shalaba, more deeper holding player. Same with Harrison. Where is the creativity in the center midfield? That is a massive area of worry for me. Okay. This was, this was I think, the issue back under Parker was that the defense was solid. The defense is actually superb. Best defense I've seen in the Premier League in a long time for Fulham. Perhaps since 2010 or such. I mean, we were ama- we didn't, we barely could see the goals with, with the players we had at the back. Ariola, fantastic keeper. But there was no creativity to link the defense to the attack. The midfield is missing. Uh, big pardon. Part of that was lost his cheek. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> but yeah, where, are the center, where are the central attacking midfielders? <laughs> where are the creative players? We've lost Carvalho. Who's going to pick a pass? Who's going to unlock these really deep-lying, low block of a Premier League defense? I don't see it right now. That has to be, I think, the main area that I'm looking at after the defense. Okay. So who's going to be your number 10? Because you need a number 10. And I think we have a Mitrovic will start most of the games for us up top. Harry Wilson, likewise. I think we're still missing probably a winger to supplement. Wilson on the other side could be Cabano. I'm not convinced at all, to be fair. I like Cabano a lot. We're not going to stay in the Premier League with someone like Cabano starting 20 to 25 matches. We need we need a player who can start the majority, and he can come in Cabano for 10 to 20. So who's that player going to be in the midfield? And I think you're going to have to spend a lot of money on that because that's a very in-demand position in football nowadays. Because okay. to me, the midfield, the, the center midfield is so is so barren. I mean, who's starting right now on the first of the season? Harrison Reed is probably the only one I'm comfortable about. The only one. No, that's a good point, Max. That was going to lead to my thoughts on when we get there. We'll definitely get into a little bit deeper on this, but I'm there with you on that. And for me, you know, and again, do you have anything else you wanted to add about what you would do? And then I'll share mine. In terms of players or strategy? It's not just in terms of players. Just, you know, what would you do that you think would ensure us staying in the Premier League? It's a good question. I mean, I think you just have to you have to identify the deals early, yep. which it looks like we're trying to do. You know, the the, the Solomon deal, Yep. it appeared that that was the impetus, was to get it done before other clubs came sniffing. It seems like that's failed. But I like the idea of getting players in early, and I said that before. And I know that's easier said than done. Yep. I'm not I'm not naive. I know that the reason maybe we got the Andersons or, or, or other players that maybe we wouldn't have got in the past is because we of had, that we had to wait that out a little bit. So but again, other clubs do it. We need we need players and, and the main thing, Ross, we said in the show, I remember we guys on the show back in preseason last year, in August twenty twenty one. We're saying what's the secret to staying in the Premier League? Is having a team that's majority Premier League ready when you're already in the championship. And we pointed to Harry Wilson. Yep, we said we Harry did. Wilson's a great example of that. 
No, that's I, a good point. I, I, I still don't think we have – I mean, we're still going to need five or six signings, as we all acknowledge. Yes. So although I think we made a little bit of progress, and yes, we've won the league, it's still going to be a very, very revamped team next year, and that worries me no matter what happens. Totally agree, Max. And that is something that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes as we break down all the different positions because I want to go through what you guys think we need to do to basically build the squad that can stay in the Premier League because that's what it's about. We want to be in the Premier League long term. So now I'm going to share my thoughts on this. And again, I, I totally agree with everything both of you have said. I'm going to take this one step further on what I think the cons should be looking at to ensure Fulham stay in the Premier League. And it's, again, it's, I wouldn't call it a controversial subject, but because managers come and go. But I think the cons need to make sure that they build a squad for Marco Silva and his staff, meaning that they're bringing in players to play Marco Silva's style. And to basically back him for at least a year to say to Marco, you know what, no matter what happens, you're our manager. And that way Marco's not looking over his shoulder. And they back him in the transfer market with players that fit what he needs. And I think this to me is about backing Marco Silva 100% to stay in the Premier League. Now, can managers come and go? Of course they can. But if they're going to give Scott Parker a season, guys, they need to give Marco Silva a a season. And part of the failures going back to that 2018-2019 season, the first time back, is that they went to Ranieri and they were all Savisa's players playing that style. Well, you can't do that because then you're asking these players to play a completely different style with a different type of manager. You need to stick with Marco Silva and build the squad for him. That's what I'm thinking. Now, I know many will tell me, well, you know, he he could be sacked tomorrow. Yeah, he could. But you know what? I wouldn't do this this first year back in the Premier League. I would commit to Marco Silva. So that is what I think needs to happen from the cons. They need to make a concerted effort to commit to Marco Silva and his staff. That's where I'm going, guys. I want to get your thoughts. Giannis, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I think it would make things a lot easier if they, they're really they're really backing him 110%. But, you know, in, in pre- previous seasons, I know it's an extreme case, but you look at Watford and the, just the absolute train wreck of, you know, the revolving doors of managers there. Um, right. Burnley actually got rid of... I still Dyke. can't believe this, by the way. Yeah, which, yeah I mean, it, it, um, this is where the Khans have to be really, really patient. And they've got to say, okay, um, what are we looking at here? What players do you need? And just know that we're going to back you regardless of what happens. And um, I know that it's an anomaly in modern football, but um, I think it's important. You know, I, I think you've just got to stick stick to your guns. I, I, I talk about, you know, you go back to 1987. I think it was 87. And Sir Alex Ferguson was one game away from being fired. This is all United. true. Yeah, I mean, he was a... It was an FA Cup game and he was having a miserable run and it wasn't, he'd come from Aberdeen with his big reputation. He'd won Cup Winners' Cup. He was the manager of the last league team to win the Premier League in Scotland, other than Scotland, other than Celtic and Rangers. So that's, I mean, 35 years ago. And and they stuck with him and uh, we saw what happened there. So 
that's what they need to do. Um, and they've got to really back him in the transfer market. And they've got to get his input as well. Exactly. Um, yes. Trust, he needs to be trust. involved in this. Yeah, he needs to be trusted. So I'm hoping they're doing that now. And um, the first signing, whoever that's going to be, is I think is going to be a key to telling us which direction we're going in. That's great, Giannis. I, I agree with that. Max, your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I think Silva, as Giannis said, it's going to be a really big part of this. You need a manager who buys into the signings. I think, just remember the Slavisa days when he was essentially going public with his criticisms over the transfer policy and how he wasn't yes. consulted. We've come a long way since then. I think we the have. club hierarchy and Tony Khan have realized that you can't run the show without the manager's input, at least some of it. So right. thankfully that's been an area of change in the club. And Silva in the interviews he's given, it sounded that the club has been receptive to his um, transfer request. I think the biggest situation like Muniz, right? Was someone who Silva yep. went out on a limb for. Yeah, he did. Was that positive though? I mean, I don't think we can make any sort of conclusion on Muniz after just one year, but that's actually, we haven't, we're talking about transfers. I mean, what, we paid eight, nine million for him. And, we did. and he had a very, he's a very good goal to minute ratio, but he's not playing very much. And, is he going to have an impact in the Prem to be determined? But yeah, I think Silva seems happy here. As you as you guys both mentioned, he's a point to prove. Fulham yes, he does. And be his way to show that he is a Premier League manager, fourth time lucky. Um, and he, the thing about Silva, though, his head always gets turned. That's been the consistency at all of his clubs in the past, essentially, is that he's there, a rumor comes in, and his head gets turned and it starts to go south. Can this time be different? I hope, I hope the answer is yes, but we just don't know yet. Well, he does have Boa here, so I'm hoping that would not be the case, Max, but that's actually a valid point. Okay, guys, before we really get into breaking down the positions, I, I just want to share some comments. We have some interesting ones. First from my, my friend Steve Reynolds. Apply Hodson way, drawing it back, mature midfield, and someone to help me out. I'm not going to disagree with that. Here's one that I, I want to get your thoughts on, guys, before we move on, because as we're talking about Marco Silva, this is a criticism that I have. So I'm glad that Colm brought this to the table so that we could talk about. For all the lovely football that we played, Giannis and Max, and I'll go to you first, Giannis, we did not deal with a high press at all well. And this is something to be concerned about because we're going to see this time and time again, I believe, in the Premier League. So what are your thoughts on this? Because Marco Silva needs to figure this one out. And I'm telling you, we did not do this at all well last season. No, Blackpool away. I mean, that was all those fans there went you up for a nice weekend. Yeah, and, and uh, Blackpool caused us trouble. How about Coventry that. City? Yeah, I, I you know, I, and I look at the away game, I think that was a bit of a nut. I mean, we were a goal up, and then we just sort of we just had a 10, 15 minute period of silliness. Second half, Gioca has had a you know, great game. They, yep. They burnt us in, you know, many ways. What I would do. Um, I'm not sure about the high press. I think I think we've got to go a little bit more on the low block. But I think again, it goes back to my premise about the defenders. We better have better defenders. If Blackpool can break and cause us trouble with what we had with their strikers, then um, <laughs> then that spells trouble. So okay. just make you know upgrade the defenders and get, and adopt a style that is going to deal with that. I, I don't think. It, I mean, the high press is fine. It just we just know in the Premier League we have to do everything quicker. We have to pass quicker. We have to move quicker. We have yep. to think quicker. And um, and the, and that's the other thing about the signings. You've got to get players who are 
you know, quick. I don't care if they're not quick on the ball, but I want them to be quick thinking. And, right. um, you know, this is where Sarri had a problem. A weak- Gisa, See, you, got, you, know. you just beat me to it. I was going to say, this is a weakness of Jean-Michael Sarri. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Anguissa looks, it could look like Maradona down in Italy, but the, it, the pace is, it's a different game. It's yep. much, much slower. And Premier League is the fastest league in the world. It's, it, it's, right. it's 150,000 miles an hour. It's no wonder he wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't any good. Right. Um, so we need, again, we've got to get the right players. I, you, I want players with mobility, ultimately. Please excuse the cat that just came down. It's not a shark. <laughs> the hell that was a um but um yeah <laughs> swimming in the water there but we need i think i want to see pace and, okay. and, and not clogginess like a burnley burnley were cloggy weren't yep. they? they weren't very quick you know no, they, we don't we don't want never, that. Never, yeah no we need we need some pace and uh again okay. we've got to look back at the back five and um make some adjustments there we'll get there i'll give you the final word on on this uh max i think this is a. Uh, a valid topic because they struggled last season. Now we're going to the Premier League. And I, the minute Giannis was talking about this, I'm thinking, this is Seri's weakness, Max. This is a problem. It happened, again, I'll never forget. I want to say it was against Tottenham. That was really one of the first times I saw this. I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't, there's something not right here. I'm talking about with Jean-Michael Seri. But in general, it, we struggled against the high press. Totally. And that's that's the encapsulation of the Prem is that it's the quickest league in the world. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't agree more with the artist. Music to my ears. Sari was just slow, slow yeah. thinker. Um, and he was by by not the only one. Let's just be clear. Right. Know, I think that's been an issue. They all have to do it quicker. That was a big issue. Twenty eighteen, nineteen. I think twenty uh, twenty twenty one under Parker was a bit different. I think we did have some genuine pace in the side. Um, we saw that through Lookman, uh, yep. most especially. But what we missed was the, the cutting edge, the finishing edge. Right. Um, you know, Cavalier actually was very quick up top, but he couldn't finish for his life. Yeah. But, yeah, I think um, we, we know the Prem is going to be a different beast. We know we're, we're going to be outmatched in a lot of the games. And when, when I think of high press, you guys think of Sarri. I, my mind, immediately went to Tim Reed, who I love. Servants of the club. Amazing. I mean, he played every single match last season. Unbelievable, essentially. But if you pass in the ball in that back four – Keeper to Tim Ream in the Prem. Yep. Warning signs. Everywhere. Oh, I know. Because yep. he's mistaken in him. He does. As does Tosin. I yep. think Tosin's a better player. Actually, does have that pace. But right. It's it just it's a scary thought if we start the first season of the first match of next season with essentially our championship team. I don't think we'll you're going to see. We'll that. be ripped to shreds, and I, I yeah. just want to make that very clear before the segment ends. Is that yep. for all the pundits are going to come in, and inevitably, if the season goes south, we'll say. Oh, you know, Fulham chopped and changed and all that, and they changed it too much. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and talk sport and five live. Yeah. No, if we start the season this season with the same starting eleven, which finished first in the championship, we will lose every match. I think four four nil. Essentially. Okay, like oh. it, 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 it's it's ridiculous if people want to come in and push a narrative that if the season goes poorly, it is because we change no. the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, it was a great heart and soul of the team. Tell that to Tim Ream who's being overrun by. Erling Haaland, right? Oh, no. no, you changed the heart of the team. No, I mean, the team is good enough to stay in the Premier League. And I hope everyone, everyone realizes that. And that's all okay. you change it. It's a good point, Max, because we will hear that. Why did they chop and change so much? But you know what? They need to. And that's going to lead to the rest of the show. So coming up next, we're going to break down the positions. 
and share our thoughts of what Fulham need to do at these positions to stay in the Premier League. Okay, guys, let's get started where Giannis had us in the beginning of the show. We're going to talk about the goalkeeper and the back four because I think that's where we really need to start our focus. There needs to be upgrades here. Giannis, I'll give you first shot at the goalkeeper position. What do you need from Fulham here for this upcoming season? You already said Marek Rodak is not good enough. I would agree with you. We know that Gazaniga is not good enough. They need to upgrade. Again, We I talked about why I don't like transfer speculation, but we are, again, rumored to several goalkeepers. So I guess in a way I'm happy about that. But they need uh, an upgrade here. Yeah, Rodak cannot start first game of the season. If you remember, two, was it two years ago, our first game back was home to home to Arsenal, 3-0. And we looked beyond miserable. And at that point, you went, oh, no, here we go. No, I don't want Rodak in that. He's done a super job in the championship, but no. So we have to, that's got to be the first port call. And there are free agents going to be out there. Yep. Um, and I think we need to, the success will start at the back. And I think that's going to be absolute key. Um, the, you've got the whole of Europe to look for. Um, there's some great keepers out there. Scar, get one in. Yep. You think it's going to fit the system and, and get him in quick. Okay, excellent stuff. How about you, Max? Your thoughts? You know, again, I go back with you as uh, really liking Bettinelli, and obviously he's no longer with us. So where do you fall on this? Do you think Mark Rodak deserves a shot, or are you on – the page that we need to upgrade here? I think we've seen some shakiness uh, this campaign, and I'll put it this way. I think Rodak can be a very good backup for us in the Premier League, but if we start with him, that's an issue. This is actually, I think, a better way to look at it. We had Alphonse Areola as our keeper last time in the Premier League. We did. Uh, and as we've all said, he could be a goalkeeper for any sort of Europe, Europa League Champions League team. He was amazing. And we still went down, <laughs> even with the superb goalie. So imagine if we went in that position with a keeper who was very good about championship standards, but would have no right walking into a European. Good game. point. So I don't think we can start with Rodak. I do not okay. think we can. Okay, good stuff. Let's go right back to my friend. I think this is a, a key part of our discussion today. We'll talk about the fullbacks as well. But you've already talked a little bit about Tim Raymond. Listen, full credit to Tim Raymond. I think he's done a phenomenal job. He's not a Premier League center back at this point again high press you know he looks nervous anyways at this point he just doesn't have the legs for this and but my question is your th- also your thoughts on Tosin we need one but do we need possibly two not to replace Tosin but should we be looking at, at a couple of center backs considering we just let Mawson go Mawson never really played the last couple of seasons but your thoughts on the center backs and what we need to do here it's a good point. I think in, in an ideal world, we might, you're right, Russ, get two more center backs just to bolster the ranks because right. we've seen what happens with injuries. And the Premier League is a brutal season. It's a quicker pace. Players might go down with, with strains um, and, and whatnot throughout the season. Because it is a scary thought. Let's say we get Tosin and one more center back, and then one of them goes injured, and then we are forced to play someone who maybe isn't equipped for That's a large right. stretch of the season. And we're just like, we don't have the squad for it. And they get exposed. Um, and I think Tosin, we're all kind of treating Tosin as, as the constant. And I do agree. I think he is the best defender we have at the club. And he will likely start most matches for us next season. He still has a mistake in him, too. He's far from a flawless defender. He's young. He's learning. Yep. 
I like him a lot, but he's I, I'm not sure if fans might be just because he's a different player than Reem. I think a lot of people are treating him like a sure thing. Just prepare yourself because as we know, the Premier League is a different beast and he might be found out on some occasions. To be fair, he was found on on some occasions in the championship against far lesser players. So absolutely. Just say, I mean, two, two more center backs would be ideal. Would be ideal, but I'm not, I'm not counting on it. I think we'll just get one. Okay. Giannis over to you. Where do you fall on this? Couldn't agree more. I mean, I mean, I think Tosin will be in there. I think the absolute key is now you need that level of experience and calm. And no, we're not talking about Gary Bloody Cahill. Before anybody <laughs> throws out. Bournemouth legend. Legend. The How many nights did yeah. he play at Bournemouth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As Mitro would go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got upgrade there for sure. He okay. needs somebody to come mentor him and, and, and I'm not talking about James Tarkovsky, 120,000 pounds a week money. No way. Which I think is insanity. No way. And if he goes to Villa, keep an eye out for, as I said, Villa worry me for next year. They could be the new Everton. Um, but, but we need someone with a lot of experience. And there are centre-backs out there. Um, so hopefully the scouting staff have done the right thing, but they need someone who's going to develop Tosin. And that's why I think the importance of a goalkeeper is, is really, really important because I always, I've always got the feeling, Rodak, he's the goalkeeper should be in charge of that back four. And to me, he's never really he's, he, he flatters to deceive. So you need a, you know, a strong personality at the back that will lead the troops, and then you need that experience to work with Tosin, and those those two work with the fullback. So um, yeah, we. And Max said possibly too. I'd be okay with that as well. Remember, we've yep. lost we've lost Hector as well. I forgot so, to mention Michael Hector as well. Yeah. Yes. So we're we're a little bit short there. So um, we, one. We have Congolo though. Don't worry. Oh. Yeah. Oh God. Wait, yeah, actually, there was a there did was we a tweet still happen? Him. Did we? Yeah, I believe yeah, we, we do. Right. We do. Yeah, he was. He, there was a tweet of him wa- weightlifting this year, um, this week, which is great. Um, I mean, when he's fit, he's. A, Good player. He's but, very good. But that's the problem. If you can't play, your worth to Fulham is really not that much. You know, I you can when play was the last time with... he played for us? What? I don't even know. When was the last time he played for us? I don't even know. That's a great question. I think Gordon I'm Davis sure. was in the lineup. I think Ivor was in the lineup for that one. <laughs> okay. Ivor right. Robo. <laughs> he, he didn't play a single minute this past season, correct? That I can remember. I don't remember. I'm not sure on that. I'm sure someone can look down. He might have done but... maybe maybe Carabao Cup. Maybe I've got a feeling he might have played. I think in he might have, but again, and, I'm not. And, I'm... Do we, and we, do you know what the issue is? Yeah, With he's his injury. Injured. No, but well, I, I, like that is it's just shocking because how much money do we spend on him? A, a good amount of money. Ten, ten mil, something like that. A good amount and, of money, and... and and no one knows what what he's doing. No. no one knows what the injury is, and no one knows how many no. matches he's played. The one match I can remember. Was he played against City in the FA Cup? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 what else? I mean, it's it's remarkable. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Just for time's sake, I kind of have to move move us along. I I'd like to talk about Congolo too, Max, but we we got to move this on because actually, I really want to get your thoughts on the fullbacks. And Giannis, I'll go to you first. I'm going to just share my thoughts. I know I keep mentioning that I I hate transfer speculation, but I'm going to admit one thing to you. I would love to see Matt Target back with Fulham. I'm just going to say it. I would love to see him back at Fulham. We'll, we'll see if that happens. I don't know. But here's an interesting question for you and then for Max. 
Because when you look at full backs right now, you know, we're seeing that potentially maybe Nico Williams comes back. You still have Kenny Tete there. But on the left-hand side, this is when it gets interesting. Because like I said, I would like to see Matt Target. How much do you guys have faith in Anthony Robinson? Now, again, I've mentioned this several times. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. He's just a player that looks like he has so much potential, but just has not put it all together. I want to upgrade at actually more on the left back than right back. Over to you, Giannis. Your thoughts on the fullbacks? I've done a bit of thinking, which is very, very rare, trust me, uh, since the end of the season. And I, I now think I know what the problem with Robinson might be. And I think it's because he, this year he played too much football. I mean, he, he had obviously all the games were full on. But he, he did. Played, he played a lot. He played a lot. The US as well. And, and the, for CONCACAF traveling over, I don't envy him because it's <laughs> – and some of those stadiums and some of those – and the atmosphere and what have you, it takes a lot out of you. Um, I'm not, not convinced. I'm still not convinced. I think we need another left back. Um, Joe, Joe Bryan will be interesting. I mean, I part of me thinks he's going to go back home to Bristol City, yeah. Um, but is there a place in the squad for him? Probably, I'm being sentimental, probably not, but yeah. I'm not so sure about Robinson. I, I think, I think we need an upgrade. I'm not sure I, it's target, I'm not sure uh, it's target though. No. It's like the saying Frederick's coming back. I'm like, you know, Frederick's chose to leave. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure about uh, that. And we'll talk about that. I'll get Max's thoughts. I'm not so keen on all this speculation with bringing Frederick's back. I, I don't know if that, again, that might be agent talk to try to get him a deal. But I don't I don't know. How, I don't know if Fulham want him back. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. But I think... Uh, yeah. Oh God. Uh, I mean, how much is Nika going to cost? Uh, the left back for me. Fifteen. Oh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't spend fifteen on him. No. 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 We can get better. Better for less. I think okay. I know he's young and he, the link up play with Wilson, but I'm still not convinced about his defensive capabilities. Um. I, no. No. I'm okay. sounding very hesitant, aren't I? That's okay. <laughs> Over to you, Max. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd give Anthony a chance. I think the the skepticism is warranted. He's not really a very good defender. No. But, and, he's, and he's not that great at giving assists or goals either. Um, but I think he's a modern fullback, and I think if we waited out, he could get better. But you're right. He's, he's not a sure thing. Joe Bryan isn't a sure thing either. I'm not sure if he'll even be at the club. But he did play a bit towards the end of the season. Who knows? Yep. But we've seen him in the Prem. We've seen how 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 it's gone. Okay. Um, on, on the other side, I think, I think yeah, I think fifty million for Nico Williams is a lot, but it is an investment. He's a very young player. Yep. And he's amazing going forward. And I haven't really seen him defensively tested that much, but it just seems odd, as I said before, that we would look to strengthen in one position where I could live with Kenny Tete in the Premier League. So could I. That that's what I find interesting, but. Maybe they're looking to double at each position, which I don't have an issue with because as we're talking about, you have injuries. So if you have two quality players at each position, why not? So I'm not against that. Back over to you, Max. This is, again, your trouble area. So what's interesting about this, and I know I keep talking about how I hate transfer speculation, but Fulham have been linked to a player for uh, Braga who is a, a defensive midfielder, a huge defensive midfielder. Now, if this comes to fruition... This 
tells me that Fulham are going in a different direction under Marco Silva, that they're going back to, dare I say, the Dixon Atuhu days, where you have this real defensive midfielder that can really, you know, just take care of everything back there. But they still need a creative player in there. Like you said, no, sorry. You still have Harrison Reed, but you have the situation with Tom Kearney and uh, Tom Kearney being his age, I, I don't know. So this is very interesting. Of course, you can also factor in the number 10. So this is all part of that area, Max. This is where I think we're focusing on the defense, which we should be. But this is the sneaky area where everything could really unravel is in central midfield. Yeah, I think, and I spelled mm-hmm. it wrong, by the way. That's great, Russ. Go ahead. We 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 need a holding player. That's key. We need someone to sit. And I think Al Muzrati is, is who you're talking about. Yes. Yes. I know nothing about him. Neither do I. He's from Portugal. Uh, so he plays in the Portuguese league, um, and maybe that's why Silva likes him is because he knows that division well. Unclear if, if he knows if he's going to be good in the prem, but who knows? And then we need a creative player. I think we need two two signings in midfield, and I think these honestly could be the key to whether we stay up. Yep. Because you're right, Russ. We haven't really had someone who just kind of sits and protects. No. For a long time. We had Kevin McDonald in the championship, but in the Premier League, not really. I think people thought Ngisa could be this role, and it didn't really pan out. So we'll see. But again, we need we need someone who's This is a key more. area, man. This is, yeah. you know, we've been focused so much on, on defense, but I think this is where maybe if they get that right, but they don't get central midfield right, it's not going to matter because we're not going to create. And we did not score enough goals last time in the Premier League. This is the engine room. They need to take care of the engine room. Over to you, Giannis. Your thoughts here? Because, again, I know you've focused a lot on defense, which we should be. But they really need to concentrate here as well. Yeah, this is going to be a really curious one. Because you've got Harrison in there. But but as you said at the start of the show, you know, Tom is, what, 30, 39 years of age. You lose Carvalho. I've got it in the defensive central midfield. You know, you could be looking at. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Someone like a Nemanja Matic is out there who right. is going to bring us a lot of experience. The next one you'll laugh at, but I actually happen to like him if he can keep his mouth shut and keep his dodgy tackles away. And that's uh, Luka Milivojevic because he's surplus to requirements of Palace, and I think he could. I actually think he could do a job. Um, tough tackling. Um, he's disciplined. In, in terms of in marking space. Friend of Metro. <laughs> friend of Metro. Um, the attacking one, there's one player I would get. I don't yep. think I don't think we will get him, but the more I watch him, the more I realize he could do it. And that's Almiron. Okay. I think he'd be the I think he's the answer. I think he's a replacement for Cavea because what he will do, I mean there'll be nobody work I mean Harrison Reed is our I think the hardest working player we have. Yeah. But, but we need a creative that, source. Yeah and Almiron's on that level to me. He, okay. And he started chipping goals now, and um, he he's good running with the ball. He tracks back. Well, we really, are linked really well. to him, Giannis. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I, I'm not a huge fan of his, honestly, but I understand where you're going on this. I think he's I think he'd be a natural fit because he's just he's not you're not asking him to thump the 25 30 yard passes, but okay. you're locking to link up with you know the wide players, and I think he'd be a good link up with you know Wilson and whoever we play on the left. Okay. Um, the problem is going to be. What would it take to pry him away from Newcastle? I think a lot of surplus, money, but he could be surplus because they're talking about spending big bucks, right? Um, if we can't get him, then we're gonna have to do some shopping. And I heard mentioned Ilias Chair from the Ha Ha's, 
hey, we had the chance to get Eberachi Eze. Christ. Can you imagine wow. him in a Fulham shirt now? Yeah. Um, oh, dear. Uh, but it's going to be, if we can't get it here, it'll have to be overseas. But Almiron would be my number one choice if we could get him. But I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. Let's just move on quickly. Max, over to you. Let's talk about the Wainers here. We have Harry Wilson on one side. Niskins Cabano is coming back, but I think we need to upgrade over here. We'll obviously focus on the strikers to end the show. You got Mitro and and then, of course, uh, Mooney's. But thoughts about here. This is, again, I think we need someone on the left. So your thoughts here. Let's not forget uh, Bobby Reed either. Oh, Bobby Reed. Yes, very good point, Bobby Reed. He was our top scorer last time out. Bobby um, Decadover Reed. Which always sneaks by. But I don't think that's good enough in the Premier League. Nothing against Bobby. It's It's not. I'm just saying we have we have some more depth here than yep. I think than, than was presented, but yeah, we, we we need we need a left winger. I think Wilson will have the right down on on lock, yep. cutting in, whipping it in. But yeah, I think we need someone to supplement Cabano. That's really all there is to it because yep. Mitrovic is going to need service. Absolutely, he's going to need crossings. The and box. that's been the difference between Parker and Silva has been the serve. For, you know, because for me that it, again, well, not just that. Uh, it's Mitro in itself doing more uh, than it's Wilson. he hasn't. I, I, I don't think it's a massive stylistic change, Russ. I think it's that the fact that we just got a top class winger in Harry Wilson. Okay. Who, his bread and butter is delivery. He prides himself on getting assists. Uh, and I think that was what made a real difference. And imagine if we had someone like Harry Wilson on one wing and another player of that same ilk on the other wing. Yep. Okay. It, it would really improve our attacking prospects. I think we really do need a winger who can just loves putting in crosses. Because so many winners nowadays, um, they, they don't like doing that. They're like cutting in, yep. being quite narrow. No, no one's really healed on the touchline anymore, in my in my opinion. Um, and I think that's a shame. So hopefully, we get something like that. Okay, over to you, Giannis. Your thoughts, and then we'll end with talking about the strikers. Yeah, the left wing's a problem. And no, Steve Turner, we're not bringing back Floyd. Where's Floyd? But I know one thing that is going to, yeah. <laughs> Dwight McNeil is going to be a topic of conversation. And I, okay. I, the problem that I have with McNeil is that he's a defensive winger. I mean, his dribbling ratio is not brilliant. He didn't, I don't believe he scored last year, last season. Yep. We need someone who can get, yeah, he can get crosses in, but he's, he's molded in the Dutch style. So, it, you know, to, to convert to the sort of style that we play, you need at least a year. It, yeah, absolutely. For the money you could pay, really, mm, I'm not sure. Um, but I do think we need upgrading. Next, remember that the subs bench gets bigger next year. Yep, it does. So we, it becomes more acute that we get players in. Naskins would be a decent, a decent option off the bench. Um, I'm hoping we can find. I mean, the Salomon thing, you know. Um, Whatever he doesn't. Yeah, at this point, you know it's funny because I've I've seen comments people mentioning him and mentioning other players as well. It's difficult because again we don't know the situation. We don't know exactly what's going on. I've heard different things in coming from Israel, and then of course you have a a high-powered transfer speculation person in uh, Fabrizio Romano who has very good sources as well. So. Who do you believe? So, you know, that's why I, I, that's one of the reasons why I hate transfer speculation, but I get what you're saying there, Giannis. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe that still happens. Who, who knows? But guys, just for time's sake, we're going to talk about the strikers. The one thing that I want to mention before we talk about Mitro 
and Muniz. And I just want to say this because I'm a big fan, Giannis, of the uh, podcast Back of the Net. Big fan, okay? I watch pretty much all of their episodes. The guys do a great job. I have to be honest with you. They really ticked me off with their latest one, which was trying to make the argument that Solanke was a better striker than Mitro and should get player of the year. They can do that, but they gave 10 reasons. And several of their reasons, if anyone has watched this, and I watched it, doesn't hold water because they've not watched Mitro play. When They don't know that he's not just a goal scorer anymore. And it really annoyed me. He's the complete striker. I can't talk about Solanke. They really shouldn't be talking about Mitro. I just want to share my two cents on that. Over to you, Giannis. Thoughts on the strikers? Do you bring someone in to help out Mitro? You also have Muniz. Yeah, and to, to what you said, uh, reasons one to nine why Mitro is better than Solanke is because he scored more goals and his passing range has really improved. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's what it these really guys don't get. Improved. Yeah, they don't get it. No, they, yep. it's the one part of his game that's really gone out of the charts. And, and, and if anybody's listening from there, watch the goal he scored against QPR at the cottage. Yep. Just, just take a look at the man. Take a look at what he does. Look at his movement off the ball, how he comes back, he tracks back. You know, he often starts to play. No, just, they're talking. They should carry on eating cherries. I think they've gotten, gone rotten. Um, <laughs> strike, striker up front. You know what? This is going to be... I, I, okay, a couple of unpopular decisions. Number one, I would loan Muniz out. That's not a bad idea, Giannis. I think, I think he needs to go to a championship. I, I think he did okay, but I think he needs to go to a championship club. And I think he needs to get a start and uh, get some experience. And then I think that will build him up. I think be, there's a multitude of clubs that will pick him up. And I yep. think he'll be good in terms of long-term, his long-term development for us. So if Mitra needs a striker, who do you need? Do you need someone who's going to be quick and live that will, um, you know, feed off him? Or do you get another big bugger up front that can do something a little bit different to take away the focus? So from that point where do we go i know uh, lots of mentions yep i'm gonna get shot for this oh here we go yes here you go go ahead let I, it rip I'm and i'm not gonna say dwight gale don't worry i'm oh, coming back i i've I, you don't. know that you know that i'm a big fan of mario right oh you Giannis, you can't go here okay go here well you know what if you watch he he trimmed down his work at his work ethic increased to the extent you've been Mancini, talking about Mancini Balotelli gonna, for five years, Mancini was going to bring him back for that crew for the World Cup playoffs. Remember, they call, he called him back in the okay. squad. Last game of the season, he scores five. Okay, in Turkish Super League, he's thirty-one now. Could he be the sort of guy because he's big and strong, still holds the ball up well? Would he be the guy that can? You want somebody to take attention away from Mitro, otherwise it's okay. Mitro target. Right? Could he be the guy? He'd be on less money. Okay. Adana will not want a lot for. Thing, although they'd want to keep him. Okay. Uh, and would he have a point to prove because it didn't go very well at Liverpool? I, I would not discount it. Okay. okay. And he's played, had his best season, I think, for years. So, okay. of course, Chris Davidson had to chime in with uh, Dwight Gale, of course, you know. <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Max, just for time's sake. We've got about a minute. Just give me your thoughts on this. Yeah. And I, I got to wrap this up. Let's not bring in Balotelli. I love that idea, Giannis. I just watched <laughs> two of his goals from the Cir uh, Turkish Super League this past week. The one where he does like 25 step overs and then a Rabona finish. And then the free kick from 35 yards out. That's all I need to see. Sign him up. 
Okay. <laughs> he's only 31. That's insane. He's been around. He's 31. Listen, yeah. listen, they brought, they brought in Ryan Babel. It's not totally yeah. crazy. You know, they did bring in Babel. It's not totally insane. All right, guys, we do have to wrap this up. Before we go, I just want to just thank everyone for watching and listening to this episode. Like I mentioned before, we're going to do a lot more episodes for next season. And again, it's just been a transition for me for my work schedule, and I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row for next season. But I truly wanted to do an episode with my two friends here. It's been too long, guys. Max, way too long, my friend. This has been, this has been fantastic. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Yeah, great to see you guys. Great, great to banter about Fulham. And, you know, it's exciting. Another season in the Premier League ahead of us. It's, yep. it's a very good prospect. Yep. Um, I have to share one last comment, Giannis, before we go. Calm, just share this. Yeah, we still have Anthony mm-hmm. Narka. I just had to share that. I hope not. <laughs> God, what? Talk about, you know what? We've got, let's be honest with Tony. Tony Khan has been conned out of a lot of players and a lot of contracts. Cavalero um, and Narkart. Oh, Cavalero knockout boy, did we take? Oh, yeah. Uh, we again, he got taken advantage of for both of those, so that's that's a good point. Giannis, I'll give you final word, then I do have to wrap this up. Uh, I disagree with Chris Davidson about the Mario comment. I, I, you want if this team is having to stay up and they have to have an identity, and part of the identities were difficult to beat, and we've got a bit of an attitude. Yep, get you get some feisty players in there, and they can do a job. Mario will certainly do it, but great show. And no Floyd Aite. <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, thank you, Colm, for that comment. I'll just share that to end the show. That was very nice of you. You didn't have to say that. But we do have our friend Colm. That's a great show, guys. Thank you. And then, of course, let's say Chris Davidson. Good show, guys, except for the Mario comment. Well, of course, that's Chris. Chris has to get his two cents in. Thank you, Chris, for your two cents. Appreciate that. All right. All right, guys. Fantastic show. But we do have to wrap this up for my wonderful, and I mean wonderful co-host, Max Cohen and Yashinas. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.